What is up, people? Welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm Jesse. Across from me is Jay Purcell, the founder of Signal Radio, believe it or not. Since we're here around this round table talking about music, that makes us roots to grooves. Welcome What's along. Up? How are you? Good. I was waiting to not speak over you and I failed. Right <laughs> no, at the last second. I was waiting to see your lips move and then I was like, oh, I'm not done yet. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Nah, hey. I like back. the awkward intros for every episode. We should do more. So I'm getting better up. at it yeah. as we go. Uh, we're excited to be here. We're talking about Big Pig. Yeah. Never heard of them until Jay brought it to the table. Right. Cool R&B, Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a little funk in there, a little groove. She uses a lot of collaborators to help write. Yeah. Um, but she's like, she's a really cool vocalist. Yeah. Really cool, chill vocals. Seems like a real down to earth person. Yeah. Doesn't have one album out yet. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of EPs. Yeah. Started by releasing stuff on SoundCloud DIY. Um, and just kind of fell into this musical career. And yeah. I think she's working on her first album now. Yeah. There you go. Pretty much. Yeah. She's been releasing music since like 2017, I think, publicly. Mm-hmm. Like spot at least Spotify goes back that far. But mm-hmm. um but she yeah, she'd been releasing stuff on SoundCloud prior to that. Um since the age of, I think she said 16, 17 years mm-hmm. old. She's only young. She's like 24 now, I think, mm-hmm. 23, 24. Um, uh, I came across her through doing The Drop. Um, the Drop, for people that don't know, has been on hiatus since August, but it's coming back. Yes, <laughs> bring it back. Uh, but I basically curate like brand new releases from artists like Neo Soul R&B, Kind of thing. So in the week that the show comes out, everything you hear had been released in that time period. Mm-hmm. Sort of and so, uh, yeah, Big Pig was an artist, I think maybe a year ago that I came across through doing that, um, mm-hmm. s- like releasing singles with another guy called Mac Weather. I think I might have discovered him first, but he's like a producer right? that has produced a lot of Big Pig's stuff and his own stuff mm-hmm. and part of... Uh, this whole collective, which we'll talk about later on, called Nine Eight, which uh, Big Pig is also part of. Um, but they're all really cool. Uh, her real name is Jessica Smith, or Jess, or Jess, as she goes by. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's just put, been putting out a slew of singles and EPs. No albums yet. Mm-hmm. That's like this is the first artist we've done that there's no albums yet. And uh, yeah, that's true. First I didn't. Album. I didn't realize that. I think when I sent it to you, I was like, I was just. Scrolling through my list, it's like, oh, yeah, her stuff's good. <laughs> it uh, is. Not knowing any specifics until I researched today. So, yeah. and well, well, that's what we're here exactly, to yeah. do, is to learn about yeah. these artists and what they're doing and how they did it. Right. So yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, Big Pig is Jess Smith. She's Irish. Yeah. We didn't say that. Right. Um, but she didn't live there their whole life. They, she moved uh, around a couple different spots. Some influences she's by. I got Ben Harper. Yeah. Bowling for Soup. Mm. Um. I think there's an artist called Genuine. Hmm. Okay. I'm unfamiliar okay. though. Yeah. Uh, artist called Gabrielle. Yeah. Uh, pop R&B stuff from the he, 90s, I think. Yeah. UK. I, I believe that's right. Yeah. Van Morrison yeah. and Leonard Cohen. There you go. Yeah. So some, some names of uh, influence for Big Pig, for Jess Smith. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a good little overview. I don't know. I have, that's the basics on Jess Smith on basics. Big Pig. We'll dive into a little bit of her early years, but we'll get into a track now for yeah. people get a little bit more of a taste. This one's called Vice City.
I've been making time for tunes, making tunes of plenty. Find me at the boombox at the party, sipping henny. There's many times a day I've been played, or so I've heard. Friends are telling me it's the same as smoking. Listening to Rooster Grooves, Big Pig. The name of the track is Vice City, I think, produced by YSK Jamie. It says here on Spotify. I didn't hear any other vocals in it, I don't think. So I didn't either. It, yeah. <laughs> it's chill though, and you could hear in that why some people compare it to Erica Badu a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's some elements in there. But um But yeah, Jesse, yeah. what do we know? Oh yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. a great track. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we wanted to play that one because, as far as I know, that was one of her kind of breakout tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I kind of put her on the map <clears throat> a little bit, and it's yeah. cool for us all to listen to on this podcast because features her her real intimate, soft vocal melodies. Yeah, a little bit of her rap game. Yeah, you know, and just kind of her her vibe early on. So I think that gives us a great idea of where we're who we're talking about and where she's coming from. Definitely, Jess Smith, yeah. Big Pig. Yeah, big has two eyes in it, and pig has two eyes in it. You guys didn't know that, so I like to say big pig when I read it. But every interview, it's just pronounced big pig. And quickly, the name came from a pizza place. Apparently, mm -hmm. um, she was out with some friends. They were like came back late at night. They were ordering pizza. They saw so, big pig on the menu. I think they said it was the only one that had a weird name. Right. They yeah. they all had some regular names, some pizza names. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever, pepperoni. Yeah. Meat lovers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this one said Big Pig. Right. So it kind of stood out. Exactly. I don't know if it was spelt this way or not, but... Um, That's a good question. Good question. That's for you guys to let us know. Exactly, yeah. But uh, it stands out and it looks good. And also she said about the name she picked it because it kind of allows her to uh, like be whatever she wants to be. Like it's a type of name where she, I think she said at a certain point she can be messy and crazy and she could be like structured, mm -hmm. but the name itself doesn't really like dictate who the artist is kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't really put her in any boxes. Yeah, which is good. And so, we'll talk about that as well a bit later on, the boxes, the box. analogy. But um, yeah, like you said, she was born in Ireland originally. Cork. Cork, which is where my family originally is from. On, oh, really? On my Irish side. County Cork. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, my last name's Quigley, so I got yeah. some Irish blood in me too. There you go. Do you know where? No. It I seems to be County Cork is like whenever I talk to anyone that has Irish heritage, it always goes back to it's County Cork. Cork for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I'll look into it. I'll get back to you guys. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Cork, Ireland, uh, born in 1988. But yeah, 1998, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what you, I said. Did you say that? I said 98. No, I'm just kidding. I said 88. <laughs> Wow, because I was having a momentary crisis. You're there, wet, you're I ten years off. I think Jay. I heard something that yeah, okay. Um, I was ten years off. Right, ninety eight. Yeah, she's which, twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she moved to Spain with her family when she was like four years old because mm -hmm. her brother had asthma. Apparently, this is what it says on their Wikipedia page. They moved there because thinking that the warmer climate would be better for his health, or something mm -hmm. like that. But they ended up moving back. So she was there in living in Spain from the age of four to twelve. Then moved back to Ireland at twelve, and so and real quick, since she lived in Spain, she did come out with some music, and some of it's in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So she does speak a little bit of it, just as a fun fact. Yeah, and and uses that in her music. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I think they said when she moved back at twelve, she could only read and write in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So 
and I'm guessing she obviously spoke the language as well because she sings in it. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so she had to reintegrate into Ireland and all that. Um, and then it was at 14 that her family moved again to West London. Um, and that's kind of like a little bit of a crazy sort of trajectory already to be that young. It's, I always think it's interesting to be young and to live in different countries amongst different cultures. Yeah. It opens up your, your mind to different things, you know? Yeah, think, I'm, I'm like, sure it was yeah. great yeah. for her to experience the different cultures at a young age. Yeah, yeah. And just to get that i do i remember one thing that she said in an interview that i thought was cool and she was like the way that people communicate with each other um and, and how they communicate with each other that's what makes a place unique hmm. not necessarily the place like spain or right. ireland but it's the people and the interactions yeah that really make it feel special and unique right and i think that's yeah. true yeah yeah that's cool yeah definitely that's cool so she's like a like a teenager yeah in, west, in west london 14 um i think uh so you mentioned ben harper as a as an influence kind of thing mm -hmm. and jess is someone that um when she's been asked about inspirations that she sort of gave a little bit of a shy a coy answer or whatever or evasive answer and i think it was mainly mostly because she doesn't this comes back to the boxes thing like she's not really drawing on those inspirations specifically to create like this type of sound that we're hearing out of her music, like the neo soul R and B vibe kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think the influences are more like kind of maybe lyrical, but also just other music music that speaks to her soul kind of thing. And um, Ben Harper was one artist that she mentioned, mm -hmm. who I've heard the name of before, but I don't really know. Do you know Ben Harper? I'm familiar with his name. Yeah. Is he like a um, singer songwriter? Or yeah, okay. that's in yeah. the '90s. He had a, a couple yeah. big hits. Okay, and yeah, I think yeah. he was on the radio and stuff. I think my parents listened to him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd probably recognize some of his music for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. Um, so it was like she mentioned there was like one track. She didn't mention which track of his, but it it was like at a certain moment in time where I think she'd just got this guitar, acoustic guitar, and was starting to make her own music or just mess around with things. And uh, and a little bit sad as well of whatever was going on in her life. And there was one track of his that I think it's sort of what he was singing about, like resonated with like what she was feeling at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of that realization that like, oh, a song can carry like all of this sort of meaning and like speak to me like on on like a kind of uh the same level sort of thing like mm -hmm. oh there's someone out there that feels the same way as i do kind of mm -hmm. thing <clears throat> so she mentioned that as being like a really pivotal moment and like hearing this track of his that made her think sh oh she could do that right you know this is how she could process her feelings and emotions in lyrical form and music and stuff like that so, yeah totally yeah so yeah she's like 14 they relocated west london her parents own a pub so they were like basically working there and running the pub. Yeah. And then she would work there as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like her job. Is that where this uh, weird line in the Wikipedia thing, late night poker dealer comes from? Like, I think that is. is she, I think she used to do that. <laughs> in the pub. Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it was like a casino pub. I don't know the deal. It's, right. it's Ireland. Or no, it's West it's, Seattle, it's but, West they, but they're Irish people. So, right. Yeah. You know, they brought the pub. Um, what do you call it? The pub culture. Right. To West London, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But the illegal the, backroom gambling. Yeah. I know. London. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Is, it, is that even legal or what? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I don't think so. 
Anyway, we wow. have some sketchy evidence and uh, we're speculating a little bit, but that's what we found on the internet. We seem to be edging into this territory lately with the last few episodes of talking about some of these artists and their possibly illegal past. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're here to, we're the expose. <laughs> Selling alcohol illegally, warehouse parties without licenses. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what you have Are to do. Are we getting people right? in trouble? I mean, this information's out there on the internet, so, you know. I hope no one's getting in trouble. It. Yeah, We're just pointing fingers and making accusations <laughs> when we don't know anything. <laughs> It's what we do here, Mr. Grace. Um, so as I got it, she's working at this pub. You know, yeah. she's doing her thing. She's she started writing music on ukulele as well. Okay, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure about the guitar. I know she had a guitar at some point. Right, might have been and or. Okay, yeah. But uh, she had a ukulele, yeah. and some of the first stuff she was writing, I saw was on right. ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, she started doing the open mic circuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around the city right. and the local bars and yeah, yeah. venues. Yeah. yeah, in London, in Soho as well. I so think. yeah, just. Early on, that's pretty young. Yeah. You know, in that that range from like, you know, 16 years old or so. Pretty much, yeah. To just playing her original music live, right? Yeah. Is that? I think, yeah. I'm not sure if she, I didn't really see anything about her playing so much as that she would like visit sort of thing. But I think she must oh, okay. have. Okay. I think she must have played as well. But um, I got the impression that she was involved in yeah. it, but she, probably a lot of it was also just being there. Just hanging out and seeing who else was around and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. Yeah. But it was, um, it's funny though. Like I think the real sort of t- tipping point musically for her was like through school, right? Um, yeah. So in high school, yeah. That's where it kind of leads right into it. Cause she, she did some kind of early college program. Yeah. So I think she was technically in college, quote unquote, yeah. from like 16 years old to 18. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, England, we call that A-levels. It's like okay. you finish high school at 16 and then you do two more years. Okay. Just like before you would go to like university or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Maybe that's what she was talking about? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think she moved schools a couple of times, but it was the second school where she finished her schooling as a teenager. Um, and I think she dropped out, it sounds mm. like, at some point. Or I could be thinking of someone else. Cut that out. Um, But yeah, I think she'd been like working on her own music and she'd always seen it as like a sort of a private thing. It's it's something she only did by herself and didn't share it with anyone and also really didn't have anyone to share it with. Like I think a lot of people she was going to school with, you know, uh, weren't like really into music or into the same stuff as her or or was maybe that shyness thing happening kind of thing. Um, But it was in... uh, the second school she went to where she ended up meeting um, a bunch of these other uh, friends, the people that became friends of hers eventually. Right. Like, that was Richmond College? Right, yeah, I think so. And that's she was taking a music technology class. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, there was like a story about their first class, like the teacher didn't show up. And so they ended up like just hanging out in the like smoking cigarettes. And uh, talked about music and realized they were all like, you know, on her same wavelength kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and share, I think that's when the sharing started to happen of her sharing what she had been doing by herself with those other guys and girls mm-hmm. and vice versa. And also opening our, her up to other inspirations. Like, you know, some of these people were showing her like sort of Neo soul and R and B and hip hop kind of thing that she hadn't really been exposed to before. And was like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is cool kind of thing. Yeah. So this yeah. is where she met Lava LaRue. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so Lava LaRue is basically the founder and creative director of the collective that you mentioned at the top of the episode. Yeah. 
nine eight nine eight spelt spelt out nine and then the number eight nine, all eight. caps all caps except for the letter i is it okay lowercase i there you go yeah i'm i'm pretty sure yeah a collective really formed out of uh her french her friends basically like she's sort of they've talked about this um collective kind of really just starting from friendship pretty much kind of thing yeah just and, kind and of with grassroots yeah yeah like we're thinking about things the same way we're into yeah. this similar music or um not everybody in that collective is specifically musical mm, okay, yeah. i think there are there's a couple other like artists right just artists in general yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, i'm pretty sure yeah so yeah so they just started jamming after school and they came became like a tight group yeah became like a legit collective yeah and so these people kind of helped her start to produce music for her, for her vocals specifically. Yeah. And she was able to write over that, write lyrics and melodies. Yeah. And she used these projects to start posting on SoundCloud. Yeah. And started getting her own original stuff out there. Yeah, I think uh, Mac Weather, who's also part of 9-8, real name Lloyd, Mac Lloyd McDonald. Sorry, nice. Lloyd McDonald. Lloyd. Goes by Mac Weather. I think he produced a lot of her early stuff. And uh, she used to go over to his like house like during summers and that, and just they'd work on music all day long kind of thing. Um, and then other other people from this group would be hanging out as well and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, so some of that early work that came out of this is what she put on SoundCloud. And she always, she says she's uh, like a lyrics and melody is like, her thing her wheelhouse kind of thing and she said she doesn't want to take credit for the music that's produced because she works with a lot of other producers to create that kind mm -hmm. of thing um so she's not really like on the laptop trying to figure out all that bullshit you know she's yeah. like focusing on the lyrics and melody kind of thing mm -hmm. you know which is cool totally 100 um, percent. yeah um so then yeah she just starts singing and rapping on these tracks she starts sharing them online under the name big pig in 2016 in 2017, she gained uh, a lot of attention for Vice City, which is the track that we played previously, yeah. the yeah, second yeah. one that we played on this podcast. Yeah, It's really, you know, jazzy, atmospheric, um, some some rap, some singing, some hooks, yeah. um, and even some scatting, which was cool. Yeah, That's what I meant to say about Vice City earlier. Right. Yeah. There, there's rapping, singing, and even scatting. So she's just kind of hitting all these yeah. vocal marks early in her career. Yeah. Uh, and so that track was streamed millions of times. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I think it was so colors. If people don't know about colors, I'm, it's like came out of nowhere seemingly and has become pretty big. Like video series of artists performing, they're all like performing on these like nice colored backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not familiar. You're not. You haven't seen this. Oh, no. Okay. Wow. Well, you gotta check it out. I'll yeah, there's like out. a bunch of artists, and it's all very like it's filmed real super high quality, mm -hmm. and they like, I think they do like uh, uh like what do you call it <sighs> costume like the artists uh, what do they call it fucking hell man fashion consultant or something like that like they basically design the whole thing and i i think it looks like it like they dress the artist they oh, hang, I see. hang a microphone kind of thing like they shoot it really well kind of stuff nice um and so they were doing this in berlin this group and they just hit her up on soundcloud and out of nowhere and she said yeah she had to save the money up to go to berlin to go film this thing she said she did it she went home didn't think anything of it and it went fucking crazy it's up to like nine million views now mm. on youtube 
just that one track. Um, and then that obviously, everyone that watched that video was like, who's Big Pig? Searched her out. And then she got even more streams from like Spotify and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like, that was like the biggest thing I think that's really like flipped her. Right. Like a breakthrough moment sort of thing. Totally. And that was like five, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When she was super young. Yeah. Like she's only 23, 24 now. Yeah. She's still, she's yeah. a baby and that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, since then, like there's been other things like FIFA, apparently the video game put one of her tracks on, uh, I don't know too much about this. It's, it's, I think it's a little bit like, um, you know, how Grand Theft Auto has like a music heavy soundtrack. A lot of yeah. people find out stuff from that. Same with FIFA. Uh, her brother called Jess up and was like, oh, I saw your tracks on FIFA. That, that means you must be really doing it now. Like you're like. <laughs> That's very legit. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it. Yeah, it's real. You know, it's not. Um, yeah, and big things happen. And I don't and she's like signed to Sony now as well. And so I think that might have probably come out of the the um colors thing, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, cuz if something goes that crazy berserk, you're going to get label interest, you know, I think. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so I think she got signed up, right? Just yeah. like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we're kind of just kind of overviewing, glossing over. We're not going to play a track from every single one of her releases since she doesn't yeah. even have an album out. Yeah. She just has a bunch of EPs and singles. Yeah. Not to say just like she's doing great work with, mm. you know, high level of quality, mm. but just not an album released yet. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, she released her first five song EP called Big Fan of the Sesh, mm. volume one. Right. And so, I mean, both these first releases and, and I mean, her first EP and the second EP specifically, they both like heavily lean into this relaxed kind of hip hop. Um, kind of more rap oriented i guess i would say both those first eps are a little bit more rap oriented yeah um and i don't know the second one i i'm just talking about both at the same time the second one was a world without snooze volume two mm. that was four songs and same thing i have to say about that it was just kind of um rap oriented right but yeah. good early big pig stuff yeah yeah let's play another track let's play another track yeah. we have it from one of these first eps uh no <laughs> all right let's hear it <laughs> this is from uh 2019 though but it's a track that i really like all right so well, jay really that. likes this one <laughs> Sunny from Big Pig. I like that one. It's dancey. I think I played that on a drop episode. It's one of the first tracks I think I discovered. That's in a summertime. Yeah, yeah. Top yeah. down. Yeah. Driving around. Definitely. Light, yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah. She does her music's really good. Yeah. You know, but it's most a lot of it comes with this light hearted feel. Mm. Like kind of easy breezy. Yeah. E even her her darker tinged songs still sound 
kind of light. Right. She just comes with such an intimate vocal style. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. She doesn't, it's not so heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. Like forcing a, a crazy hook melody. Yeah. It's really relaxed the way she presents it. Yeah, that's true. And it's very, um, it's just lovely to listen to. Yeah. It's really like encouraging and warm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think she's like, she's gone through some sort of dark moments though. Like there was this one EP called The Sky is Bleeding that came out. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably a, maybe her first EP, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, or one of her first. like The, the, the fourth word? one. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, they're all, yeah. it, it's a mixed match. Right. And uh, she was asked about, because some people really love this, but it, she sees it as kind of a dark <laughs> thing because she was going through like a bad, she said her headspace was really bad at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, can't go back and listen to this herself because it was like too raw kind of thing. But um, it's just another example of like how she really uses music as ther her therapy and to, you know, express things and get things out. Kind of is, is that where that, that song that we just played was from? No, that was just a standalone okay. single. Yeah, a lot of her tracks are standalone singles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then the EPs just come out. It's like four or five tracks sort of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, well, so I was just going to move on to real quick, just to place the narrative in line. Her third EP comes out, No Place for Patience, Volume 3. Right. And she names these volumes, even though it's a, a different title. Right. You know, yeah. which I think is kind of funny and kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't get it, which I think is funny. Mm -hmm. so I, I like it. Um, but then the fourth EP, like you said, the sky is ble bleeding. And so this one is a little bit significant because I think the production value was upped a little bit mm. um, for whatever reason she went. And I, I like how I was reading and somebody quoted her, her, her early sound is like candlelit hip hop. <laughs> and, and that, uh -huh paints a picture of how the intimacy of what she's bringing to the table right yeah, as far yeah. as like vibes go yeah and so i like that but this sky is bleeding is a little bit sharper and a little bit poppier right which you know i'm down for yeah and i like it yeah so really good stuff and a little bit of a move a little bit of progress for her musically yeah. and crazy backstory to the the front the cover of that sky is bleeding it kind of ties into what she's doing recently because she did uh, move to Los Angeles um, about a year ago, over a year ago, I think. Yeah. I think it was like still pandemic-y times kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and before she moved into a real apartment, she was staying at this Airbnb, temporary place. And uh, there, was, like, she, there was a guy that she met that was her next door neighbor, basically. They met on the balcony when she was smoking a cigarette once, I think. And then like New Year's Eve rolls around and she's feeling pretty sad because all of her family's back in the UK and every, she said everyone's asleep or like not here kind of thing. And I think they like again are on the balcony talking for her next door neighbor and he was like, let's have a drink on the balcony. So he like goes around, they get talking. Apparently he's like a photographer, a video guy as well kind of thing. Uh, I think his name's Rand, she mentioned. Um, but uh, they basically just started sharing what each of them were working on. And then one day they decided to drive out to the desert uh, with a third friend of hers called Mia. And they took the, the cover of the Sky is Bleeding EP kind of thing, mm. which is basically like a sunset-ish, silhouette-ish of her wearing like rabbit ears, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, Are they not pig ears? Or, oh, well, that would make more sense. I was thinking, but they look like uh, rabbit ears. Yeah. They're kind of big. It's on the screen for our video viewers to watch. Now. Look at what do you guys think? Yeah. Write in the comments if they're pig ears or rabbit ears. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where like sort of serendipity things happen in her life. Like, uh, you know, way back when meeting the people that were, became part of 9-8, you know, it was like a synchronous moment. Uh, meeting this guy synchronicity, synchronicity. serendipity yeah that the, did the cover so she's very much i think she's aware of that as well like um especially with writing music mm -hmm. she um says like if you go into the studio with a preconceived notion about what you're going to create you then you've already killed all the creativity mm -hmm. it's like um she likes going in with no preconceived ideas and just being open uh, mm -hmm. to what can be created in the moment kind of thing. I love so, yeah. her her mindset. She's, she seems yeah. to have a really natural, intuitiveness about her. Yeah. Just kind of an intuitive wisdom. Yeah. Don't know why. She's very young. Yeah. She's making good music, and she seems to have a like her mind in the right yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's just one thing I noticed is reading her, the stuff she says in the interviews. Yeah. Really down-to-earth, chill person. And so down to She was even like... I think doing one video remote uh, interview remotely where she like, like some guys like speaking to her off camera kind of thing. She's like, oh, you know, talks to him. Apparently it was like a mover had arrived to like help her move oh. her stuff. <laughs> she was just, oh. you know, this guy, this interviewer was like showering with all these praises. Like, oh, these songs mean so much to us. And then she's like, yeah, you know, but not in an arrogant. <laughs> I mean, she was just kind of like, she's not letting the ego go to her head or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice for her to hear uh that people are finding meaning uh, for them in her music because i think that's what she gets out of music mm -hmm. um but yeah she's not like it's funny because she's doing these things that you have to do like the colors thing and the music videos and all that um you know she's she's doing the things that you have to do to portray an image kind of thing but when you hear her speak she's like completely so down to earth right like, it's like it's great so it is great yeah uh, so, I mean, speaking about her, the way she is and the way she writes, um, I mean, yeah, basically she writes, we already kind of went over it. She usually works with one producer at a time, mm -hmm. at least for one track at a time, and they'll do the instrumental and she'll write all the vocals and melodies on top of that. Right. Um, you know, all the lyrics and everything. And so I have one quote that she said from an interview just to, you know, get a little more context. Yeah. Uh, this is from Jess. I just like the idea that when you have a chat with someone and they, ha and they have conversation to work with producers in the studio and they start to jam an idea, I feel like the mood is brought into the room. And I feel like it becomes interesting because you learn more about your work and life. And I feel like when you open up like that and have a dialogue with each other, you get to bring out new parts of yourself. Hmm. So boom, I yeah. just like, she's like, that is the creative process when you're there in the moment working with somebody. Yeah, That's the time to like be creative, not... Be like here i'm here to do this yeah and i'm here to do this specifically yeah. not that you know she's just like let's see what happens mm -hmm. in this space that we've just created yeah. and allow that to blossom yeah yeah no definitely yeah that's a really good way of working and it's also like um she's still exploring as well because she said totally that uh she doesn't she doesn't want to like put out something like musically and then just make a declaration of like yeah this is the direction this is mm -hmm. the sound now kind of thing. yeah it's like she's like i she said i still like to experiment with different sounds and different directions i don't you know she doesn't want to like you know have to confine it sort of thing and it's the same thing that nine eight as a collective are doing apparently you know i mean overall they're sort of in that hip-hop r&b realm but then i've I read recently that they're 
they'd done some stuff that almost sounded like punk kind of thing, mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, and so it's like, yeah, interesting kind of good way to go. You know, you don't have to be the same, not especially not this day and age. Explore. Like, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Be free. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then after that, she releases some more singles. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, 2021, she releases yeah. uh, one single called 405. Yeah. 2022, releases a single called Fun, mm. just one track. 2022, single called Cra- uh, Crash Course featuring Big Pig, yeah. but it's a Blue Tiger or Blue Day Tiger art. Okay. Um, it's an artist's name. Okay, cool. Uh, um, another two tracks, both the renditions of Fun. Uh, it was a remix for Fun. 2022 kerosene 2022 this is what they meant 2022 and then finally picking up featuring deb never is a three song ep she just dropped in 2022 all right and that brings us up to the present yeah don't know when an album's happening she's also said she doesn't know i don't think but i think (laughs) i think she's begun working on it like like at least tentatively yeah you know it's in her mind and she's starting to cook that process yeah you know yeah she's i think she, when she was asked about it one response was like oh, i'm still thinking about what it could be like kind mm-hmm. of thing so which is obviously balancing that with like not going in with a preconceived notion like, i like that know. she's not in a hurry yeah no, she's, she's just like i'm gonna keep releasing till i feel like i'm ready for an album exactly yeah i don't need to listen to anybody else yeah yeah uh, yeah, and not to keep, I know I keep sort of going back and forth about this 9-8 collective kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like um, part of what what they do is they have like these collaborative sessions together of like making music and releasing music and they share all of that equally, um, royalty-wise kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was like part of her deal with Sony when she did the solo thing was that she could still make and release music as part of 9-8. Mm-hmm. And they share all of that, like just equal splits. I think there's like eight or nine people. That's not where the name came from. Apparently the name came from because they were all born around 1998. Right. Just so happens that now there's like nine or eight people in there. Not 88. Yeah. (laughs) Not eight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they've, they've, they're sort of, it's interesting to me because their image is like sort of nineties, like 1990s Mm -hmm. style. And, uh, so you know big pigs jess is kind of a little bit in that era as well it's just interesting to me to see and hear what people in their 20s are doing now like where are they drawing their inspirations from kind of thing um because i feel like the 1980s as a sound that came back and as a vision like a style that came back has been around for like 20 years now or something like that it's here to stay. But the 90s, I am not seeing like the 90s thing come back, but I'm starting to see it with these collectors like 9-8 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and not so much in the music yet. I think we we're waiting for that. Because do you remember like what music sounded like in the 90s? Like TLC? Yeah. And like, I mean, some of those hip hop rap types. Yeah. But, and the R&B, like, and just the sound. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, you went from like reverb snare drums in the 80s to like, sort of tighter snare drums in the in the 90s but it all sounded still like had a very specific sound can't put my finger on a description of it but it was definitely i feel like a very bold sound and i'm i'm waiting to hear that in music now like people to start doing that Mm -hmm. you know bring back those sort of like breakbeat 90s type things like uh you know that that will smith song it's probably a bad example but you know 
uh, what's that song of his? Was it California or something like that? Will or Smith? Will Smith, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> you know, no one knows what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> you know it if I hear it. You know, I, I do you know would. any Will Smith songs? <laughs> I mean, I'd probably recognize his popular ones, but off the top of my head, I don't really, I don't usually listen to Will Smith. Just getting jiggy with it. Yeah. No, no <laughs> one listens to Will Smith. I'm just uh, saying that that beat that he used in that song was like, it's very common back then. In, okay. In all types of mainstream music sort of thing. Anyway. Well, maybe it's our job to bring it back. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe that's what yeah. you're saying right now. Maybe. Maybe it's your job. Yeah. 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 Call to action. Maybe. That's all I got on Big Pig. Yeah. She's in LA now, hopefully working on her debut album. Hopefully, Big Pig, we're rooting yeah. for you. Um, and But in the meantime, she's still dropping singles. She has a lot of good stuff out there. She has music videos. She's mm-hmm. got the colors thing. Um, yeah, still some good things to like uh, dig into. And 9-8. <laughs> Check out 9-8. Lots of different artists as part of them. So yeah. there's some other good stuff if you want to go in different tangents, I think. Right. Yeah. Are we good? Got anything else? That's it. Right on, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to our story about Big Pig. It was fun. It was a good one. A lot of good music. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. Hang out with us on our Instagram, at Roots to Grooves. On Twitter, at Roots to Grooves. On TikTok, at Signal Radio. Say the name. Spell it. S-I-G-N-L. Radio. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. if you want to hit us up with some comments or concerns or say that you hate us, send it. In an email, wrap it up, spank it on the bottom at the address. Roots the Grooves at signalradio.com. S I G N L radio.com. He nails it every time. is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.